God Stories Radio, Session 13. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And this is God Stories Radio, founded to bring hope and encouragement through the Christian testimony. Amen to that. And that's what we're here for. Yes, it Praise is. Praise God. We got some uh, good friends of ours in the kitchen tonight. We do. We have uh, Dr. and Sarge, or Mike. Doc and Sarge. Right. Alias uh, Michael Mike. and yeah. Doc. Right. Doc is uh, alias Doc. I guess. <laughs> and Mike alias Sarge. Mike alias Sarge. Right. I will get it right. So, Fritz, how was your week? My week has been full of just, um, you know, after your podcast a couple of weeks ago, I've really paid attention more astutely, I guess, if that's a word, to it what is. God has spoken to me or speaks to me on a daily basis. I learned through your session and uh, also a teaching that I watched shortly after that by Joyce Myers, that there is um, such an innate battle for the first thought process of the day. Mm-hmm. Like when you first get up in the morning, there's a what comes into your head at that point where you're just waking up in the drowsiness. Right. What comes to mind then, there's, there's such a battle for that first thought of the day, and it and really sets the tone for the, the day. day. It does. And I find that I, if I wake up before my, my feet hit the floor, thanking God, you know, that his mercies are new every day, that this is the day that he hath made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. And Amen. I, w- I renounce the strongholds. I find that my day has jumped 100% mm-hmm. since then. And I, and I thank you for sharing, you know, what God put on your heart a couple of weeks ago, because that really did minister to me. And it, it taught me to be more astute to what God was telling me on a daily basis instead of just looking out for the big things, you know, just holding out for the burning bush, so to speak. Yeah, you know, know just kind of yep. treading along, you know. Enough about me. I want to get to our special guest, All Michael right, and do Doc. We have heard Michael and Doc speak at Real Men over at Real Life, and they were gracious enough to take some time out of their busy schedules to come and give their testimony, and can't wait to hear it. Michael, how are you tonight? I am great. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I'd just like to say I, I appreciate this opportunity. I'd like to introduce uh, a friend of mine. He's, he became a friend after 21 years of treating me uh, through my uh, struggles with uh, different addictions in my life. But I'd, I'd like him to introduce me because he can... Uh, really classify me as a real nut, but <laughs> set free by God. Amen. Doc. Thank you, Sarge. Uh, 21 years ago, this uh, I got a phone call from the Gainesville VA hospital up there, psychiatric hospital, and and uh, the psychiatrist I'm sending you a vet from uh, Vietnam, and uh, you need to uh, be on your toes. And I said, Why is that? He says, Well, he says. I have two orderlies in my office when he comes in and um, and to protect me. And I says, why is that? He said, because this guy threatened to kill me a couple times. And I said, that bad is he? And uh, he says, yeah, he says, he's that bad. I said, what uh, branch of the service was he in? Some of you other guys out there, if you're not Navy Marine, won't like this, but that's all right. He says, Air Force. I says, never knew an Air Force guy could whip a Navy corpsman and um, combat corpsman. <laughs> and so um, we laughed about that. He says, I'm serious. You need to be on your toes. Well, um, Sergeant Decker came and um, with his combat uniform on and a bandana around his head and uh, little, had a little side knife. It looked like a hunting knife. I don't know what. But the first time he came, he was kind of 
held back a little bit, you know. And second time he came, he told me, he informed me to kill me too, basically, if he didn't want to hear what I had to say. That was 21 years ago. And there's a verse of scripture that's Galatians 6, 9. It says, be ye not weary in well-doing, and for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. I think it's rather apropos with this one because that's, uh, we could tell stories for hours about the contact between each other that come to my office and ask me why he was there because he didn't know where he was at and uh, he was in pretty bad shape. Uh, he was uh, involved with uh, a lot of alcohol and prescription drugs and he smoked like it was a chim- he was a chimney and then and he got so bad that when I'd go to his home or he came to the office he smelled like urine, his body was, odor was terrible. Uh, and I'm going to use a very uh, deep technical psychological term. Mm-hmm. He was just nuts. That's all he was. He was out of this, out of the whole thing. But uh, it seems like God has a purpose in what He does. And uh, as a Christian therapist, I'm uh, I'm a unique person. I'm not licensed by the state of Florida, but I am recognized by the Veterans Administration as a Christian psychologist, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot of other credentials too with the state of Florida and sex offender therapy and so forth. But it was just one of those things, and Michael kept coming back and kept coming back, and we went through a marriage with him, and uh, uh, we went through a lot of drug use, and we went to his home, uh, wherever he was living at t- several times over the years. And But the greatest day was when uh, uh, several months ago, he come bopping in my office, and uh, I got to share something with you, Doc, and, and uh, just looked me in the eye, and he says, thanks for being there. And uh, he was um, cleaned up. Smelled good, had his head haircut, which was down his back for years. Uh, his beard, it was way down in the front. It was trimmed off, and he was smiling, and he says, he says, thank you for staying with me. He says, God got a hold of me now and straightened me out. So I it's been up. I told him I loved him. <laughs> I told him I loved him. Yeah, he certainly did. And so uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, Christ is the answer for everything, no matter how much education you got or what occupation you're in. He'll do a work, and I hope that he doesn't take another 21 years for the next person to come <laughs> up. Because even though people think I'm only 50, 53, I'm actually 75, so I don't think I have quite that long a time, about 110 for waiting on another Decker. But um, we do know that um, we have several patients now that are in the same boat he's in, and um, they're they're finding that the answer is in Christ. And we fortunately Amen. had. A lot of them who didn't last as long as he did weren't running for the Lord, and they've, their, their lives have been straightened out, too, because of Christ. So it's unfortunate that the world has their psychologists that um, they don't have Christ in the center of it. Mm-hmm. And it's so unfortunate that the Christian world doesn't realize there are some people out there who are qualified to deal with the things that uh, others aren't qualified to do, like a surgeon would be to take your appendix out or something. Sure. You know, we think that's okay, but there are some Christian psychologists out there. So we're going to get, uh, this is not about me, but this is about the Lord, and it's about what he's done to Sergeant Decker, and, and like I said, a real professional name. But I'd like to, just to certify, I have in front of me, and I get permission from uh, Sarge to read this, but this is uh, just before he got uh, right with the Lord. Uh, this is September 16, 2011. I had to write a letter to whom it concerned, and under it says, Emergency Commitment Authorization. I have been Michael Decker's uh, 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 VA of uh, Veterans Administration provider since 1992. However, I've become very concerned for him and his actions lately and recommend he be transported STAT, which means immediately, to the nearest VA hospital. 
one, some of the following reasons I gave was that he had and is having hallucinations and they're occurring almost regular on a regular basis. I verify this by telephone and personal visits to his home several times, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the list of things I did. And I recommended that the doctor who, uh, that saw him at the VA hospital would also check why he was having these reoccurring hallucinations after such a long time of not having them and wanted to make sure it was not the medication because I suspected that uh, Sergeant Decker was getting more medication than he needed to be getting and he was using it uh, more than he should. Unfortunately, this is something a lot of vets do that come back. If they use drugs overseas or anything like that, they seem to get involved. And when they come home, they don't get off of them. That becomes their salvation rather mm -hmm. than Christ. So, um, Osarge, uh, he's kind of, you know, he's a, he makes a, you guys might not know too long, but he makes a joy in your heart when you, you see the difference. You go through all that and you see what Christ can do. So, as he said, he's, he's, uh, he's my friend now and he's as a brother. And I love him too. So, Amen. Sarge, go at it, Derry. Wow, what an in introduction! I uh, just want to say I love this man. I, I, even though I threatened his life uh, many times, a couple of times, anyways, and uh, I don't know where to begin. I'm uh, just at the point where I'm overwhelmed by the fact what Jesus can do in your life when you're so far into sin and destruction and I suffer from PTSD, so they say, that no longer exists in my life, Amen. praise God, because I've been set free. They said I was paranoid schizophrenic for like, uh, oh, decades, like three or four decades, they said I was paranoid schizophrenic. Then they said I was PTSD sufferer from combat. And I got news for them, man, God can set you free. And the scripture says when you're free, you're free indeed. And I have a new life, a new, uh, life with Christ. I was addicted to drugs for 45 years. Uh, I'm not proud of that. I'm ashamed of it, in fact, but I'm not ashamed of the fact that Jesus can bring you out of drug addiction, too. Alcoholism, drug addiction. I would take my pills and wash them down with booze. Doc had shared with me before the fact that uh, I was living in a motel, and that's what I had in my motel, and didn't care whether I ate or whatever went on, just so I had my drugs, and I begged him to take me out to get alcohol, and I'm not ashamed, I'm ashamed of that, but I'm not ashamed of the fact that Jesus brought me out of that, too. I, <laughs> I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself, but I, I think I'm doing well at this point. You're doing uh, fine, brother. You're doing I, good. You are doing great. Absolutely. I, I gotta apologize, I am nervous. <laughs> Uh, that's quite all right. The, at the age of 13, I gave my heart to the Lord many years ago. I'm 64 now, do the math. The fact is I had no follow-up. I had no plan. And when I got close to driving in Pennsylvania, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, where I was raised and born, country boy, through the time period I got into alcohol at a young age, uh, got many accidents, many bad situations through it all, and I decided to join the Air Force because my buddy would come home with booze in his car at the age of uh, 17 and 18 years old, and he was drinking legally, and I said, well, this is awesome. I think I'll join the Air Force and go in there and have, have my booze at my own dispense, so to speak. 
I I did just that in '67. I joined the Air Force and did exactly that. I went and go to the clubs on base. Drinking was legal. Even the clubs downtown didn't mind if you were underage. And it progressed. Uh, in eight, I was eight when I was 18. They put me in Tachikawa City, Japan, as a chronic alcoholic, and tried to drive me out and gave me a pass. I went down to the club and. I had nickel night on whiskeys. I had a round table about the size of it in the kitchen here, and it was full of shot glasses, which I'm not proud of. But I give, I want to say one thing. All this is not to glorify Michael, it's to glorify God, because he brought me out of all this, and he can bring you out of it. Amen. Uh, Amen, It really uh, touches my heart to see people recovering from alcohol, well, hopefully recovering. Some of them are out there and active alcoholism and drug abuse, and it breaks my heart to see that. I recently worked with a young lady, and I'm praying for her and trying to help her out of a situation. But that's, that's what I do every day now that I'm clean and sober. I got gone on two years as clean and sober. I'm jumping around, Amy. That's fine. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely <laughs> fine. Doing uh, great. I'm looking at my notes, and I don't think I need them. <laughs> no, you don't need them, brother. I'll tell you what, if I could just interject a little bit. I had the privilege of helping Michael kind of sort out his testimony. He came to me with, like, four tight pages that were all over the place, and I was able to kind of read. I had to really spot read through his testimony and kind of put down some bullet points. Not that he ever needs them, because the Holy Ghost just seems to lead him when he gets Amen. in front of a microphone. So uh, one thing I do want you to share, Michael, just so it, we don't leave it out, Tell them about your eyesight. Uh, share that part. Uh, my eyesight, yeah. Uh, about, I'm trying to think, probably about 15, 20 years ago, I was legally blind. Doc knew me when I was legally blind. My ex-wife used to take me to the uh, to Doc's office, in fact. I'm not sure how, what the time limit was on that or how long ago, but for over a decade I was legally blind. The miracle that happened in my life was to doctors and to Jesus, my eye doctor. <laughs> Praise God. He uh, healed my eyesight. I'm now 2040 in my le- right eye. I'm still 100, 400 in my left eye, but God's healing that too. My vision has increased. Uh, every day's a better, better sight for me, and I'm just praising God for that fact. This guy just gets around like with cat-like quickness. <laughs> I mean, you'd never know if you didn't know his testimony that he had been legally blind. Mm-hmm. Amen. I mean, he doesn't need any help. A brother can find a cup of coffee anyway. <laughs> That's right. I'm here to tell Amen. you right <laughs> Just to get back to Doc for a second, if I could just understand what he said. Uh, basically, you, uh, given at your present age, you just pretty much couldn't handle a double-decker. You're, you're right. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Lord promised us 70 years. And I uh, passed that five years ago. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, But the uh, prophet Isaiah was told, you know, when do I retire? And he says, you know, when the bones come back up. And so that means I guess I don't retire. You don't retire from the ministry no matter what you do. Yeah. You're yeah. always Amen. out there to witness to folks That's and right. share what God has done for you. And the more trials and tribulations you personally go through and the more experiences you have, the more you know that it's it's the Holy Spirit's work in the people that make things work out. and. Uh, Sarge just um, he is uh, he really is a blessing you know I'm I'm sitting here I'm not a novice that's why I say how old I am I'm not a novice I've seen 
hundreds of people. I used to be a jail chaplain. I was one of the original jail ch uh, prison chaplains for Florida. And uh, I've seen the so-called uh, jailhouse uh, conversions, you know. Right. And you have you have church house conversions too that are not real, mm -hmm. and uh, you and and I know there's a big thing about whether they were really saved, not saved, or something like that. But I don't want to get into that. But I want to say that you can tell when a person really has a uh, what am I trying to say here has a a meeting with Christ. Okay, there's a song I've been listening to lately. Is I met the Master. It brings me to tears. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the uh, a group of, of singers on the um, sing it but when a person meets the master there's a change in their life and there's people who say they're church people they say they're christians and so forth but they're not they don't have the same father they don't have the same relationship and when you try the spirit of god it's not there it's not there and um and even when you know sarge never he never told me well i'm a christian i'm a great guy and all this never did that he when he came to my office uh, 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 not too long ago by the way his conversion started i think when the lord had me put him in the hospital if you remember the dates here in september the 16th 2011 um he stayed in the hospital for a while i think the lord had to calm him down a little bit and wake him up and tell him hey you don't need to be here anymore and that's when he turned to the Lord and uh, quit his drinking, quit his smoking, quit his drugs, um, quit uh, other things that he was involved in that was a problem uh, that a lot of men have, and and uh, just he was washed, you know. He, Amen. he was uh, washed by the blood of Christ, and um, I told him, I said, I hope he has experienced the rest of the life that I've had because when Jesus gets a hold of you, he turns, he he can, he'll turn you every way but loose. And once you know that you're you're in his hands and in his protection, this is what happens to you. So when you get old, like <coughs> Sarge said I was a while ago, then uh, you know you can look back at it, you know, and you're not afraid to say that this is what God can do for you. He's got a lot to offer. I I I know that he's going to make it. He's a joy to me. He's a joy to everybody. He's a joy to you guys. Oh my I gosh, can see yes. that in your face. Um, you gotta, might have to calm him down a little bit in real life to keep him. Uh, it's all right to mention the church, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, no pun intended, Sarge. But when you've when you've met the Father, you can see it in somebody's eyes that they've changed. Amen. And I, I, from the first time I shook hands with that gentleman, I knew from the first night that he walked into real men, into mm. real life, and I thought this guy has undergone some radical surgery <laughs> spiritually. He's a genuine. He's a genuine convert. He's a, a person who. Uh, not only thinks it but lives it and top it off we got a way to go with him yet because he was in the air force but we'll fix yeah. that you know but <laughs> but he uh he, he lost his competency uh through all this for the military and they took away his rights and privileges to do his own business and he came to me a couple months ago now and he says i want to get my rights back he says i need a letter that says i'm competent and I can honestly tell you, I've had one of my associates, who he wasn't too sure should do it, uh, she did a company set test on him, and he aced it. I Congratulations, am, Sarge. When I put my name on it's this God. piece of paper in front of me Amen. that said he needed to be committed, I'm also putting my name on a piece of paper that says he, he's competent. And so we're going to get that privilege back for him, too. So oh, fantastic. You know, it's it's amazing what God can do in a person's life that lets him. Mm -hmm. Do you find, Doc, that you know folks that have have served and thank you for your service by the way i want thank to do you. that yes. first and foremost do you find that uh, having never served i can't really appreciate what a serviceman goes through in in, in training but i you know 
I've seen either. movies. Right, I have, I've seen movies too. I you haven't. know, and and uh, they teach you not to be a wimp. Mm-hmm. You know, and depend on your your inner strength and and become your own man and to deal with things and and do you find that coming from a you know uh, and Sarge particular case you know a, a pretty severe military background that conversion ratio or um, what am I asking you I guess maybe at their harder reach that's that's what I think you're asking well I can uh, I think what uh, the Lord has blessed me so much is I've been there done that you know you sit on the side of a hill in a foxhole and you wonder if the guys are going to come up here and shoot your throat your, slit your throat you can be macho. I've always been macho as a gang leader in Orlando for a while, you know, and real strong. I learned 27 ways to kill a person and and a whole lot of stuff like that. 62 fights with my gloves on in the service and never lost one of them. So you can say I was a pretty macho guy, but when you're sitting outside that hill and you can't hear anything or see anything and you're waiting to see if those flares are going to go off and somebody's coming up that hill, you know, scared of living daylights out of you if you're not a Christian particularly, okay? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I found out that um, uh, it didn't make it. You, you, it's like going to a restaurant and saying a blessing. If you're really close to the Lord and you and you love the Lord, you know you want to say a blessing. The restaurant where it's at doesn't make any difference. You're going to say the blessing. Oh, amen. amen. So yeah. when you're a serviceman, when you go in there, they do give you the macho thing, especially the Marines. <laughs> Not the Air Force so much, I think, but the Marines. <laughs> oh, may I say I I was very good at foxhole prayers. God get me out of this fight and firefighter whatever's happening and i uh, i will serve you or i'll give up my drugs i'll give up my alcohol then i go right back to it the next day or the next minute and, and sarge is right and a lot of te- i have a lot of guys like that in the service that i met and knew personally i could tell you stories make you cry from guys who got saved you know by corman particularly were christians who led him to the lord then they died in their service but shot up right beside him mm-hmm. after they patched him up but um um, the the question to ask you are they harder? No, I think that people have a wrong idea because only God knows the heart and and, and the person themselves. If if a person uh, like Sarge waited all this time, but if a person, no matter who they are, is really seeking, you know, you can you can be very young and seek something because you don't have it. You can be old and seek something because you don't have it. It depends on your 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 heart's desire for what you really want. And that's why I think God answers. When you really are, come as a child, the Bible says, mm-hmm. when you come with that faith, that childlike presentation, it's real, then um, I remember the night I got saved. <laughs> I just told the God, you, the God that you saved me or, or I'm going out and get drunk tonight. That's where I was headed. And I just challenged God. And, but he knew my heart because I'd been looking for him for a long time. So I noticed that um, people like Sarge out there, they act tough. They, they, they're really cool, bad, and all that kind of stuff. But down deep in heart, they're scared to death. I'm a teddy bear. Yeah, he is a teddy bear now. He yeah. really is. That's yeah. one of the neat things about this this show is, can I call it the two-by-four upside the, the head? head. Yep. When, how did God speak to you? How did, it, how did um, he find you? And there's so many different ways that God finds you. Right. And, it's, and, and, and that's, that's the, the thing, though. You hear people say that I found God. It's not that way. It's the opposite way. God finds you. And, you know, like he did with me, the two by four upside the head. I wasn't looking for nothing. And <laughs> Pay attention, buddy. <laughs> and he got my attention with right. the two by four. That was amazing. You were saying something I wanted to comment on. I hope you don't mind. Sure, uh, no, go right ahead. When you first started, you say the way you get up in the morning and set your day. 
you know, and I, I tell this to my clients. I said, you can get up in the morning and say, good Lord, it's morning. <laughs> or you can get up in the morning and say, good morning, Lord. Or thank you, And then Amen. quote the verses that you were quoting at the head of the show. I now yeah. get up in the morning when I said, oh, my God, another day. Now I, now I get up and say, God, thank you for a wonderful day and Amen. clean the sober day. Amen. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, this guy rings my phone off, and I love it. Hey, Fritz, this is Michael. How you doing? God bless you. I love you, man. Michael, why'd you call? I don't know. God bless you. I love you, man. This is great. Have a great day. God bless you. I love you. You know, it hangs up the phone, and I just love it, man. You're such a blessing, bro. You really are. I I had, when I started coming to a program, a fellowship, another fellowship, other than real life, I came out of addictions, I came out of alcoholism, I found people that loved me. I had no ability to love, I hated, Doc would tell you that, I threatened his life and he's a teddy bear too, he loved me, he told me he loved me, but the fact is, I really hated, and I hated with a passion, now I find every day I'm loving people and loving people in, with alcohol and drug problems to try to bring them to Christ because that's the answer for their addictions, whether it be TV, sex, uh, sexual addictions, uh, alcohol or drug abuse, any addiction, food addiction. I'm fighting that right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, We have all got that problem, <laughs> bro. Don't quit <laughs> preaching better Sorry about that, Doc. <laughs> The fact is that through all this, if we turn it over to God, give 100%, I now serve with real men. I, I frequent real men, real freedom on Tuesday nights. I frequent seniors when they're off for a month, but I go to seniors group. I also go to uh, military ministry after that at, at uh, 7 o'clock, at the seniors at 4 to 6, and I go and four services on the weekends, and I can't get enough fellowship because everywhere I go, there's miracles happening. And it's just the grace of God that, again, I don't glorify Michael, I glorify Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Hey, man, I thought I was busy, Mike. You try to catch up with this brother during the week. (laughs) Yeah, I'm on my way to this. I'm on my way to that. Yeah, I got about 10 minutes in between I can talk with you, and then I'm on my way to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't realize the church had that many ministries. He's doing we those do. and then some. I know it. Military ministry and all that. I mean, that's fantastic. Amen. Well, we're about out of time, guys. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Michael, Doc? Anything else? Man, we could talk all night to you guys. I don't having know a good time. how far this goes, uh, but uh, I think if you've got listeners out there that uh, are dealing with uh, these issues that uh, Sarge was issue- dealing with, you know, and they need some help. They need to know how to get a hold of you guys or Sarge or somebody and, uh, you know, to let them know that this is not in China that we're at, mm-hmm. but we're in Claremont, Florida, and um, we're all residents here. So if they need to get a hold, I suggest they get a hold of uh, somebody, especially if they've got the problem Sarge had, because I'll tell you what, he knows the answer. Amen. And they don't have to go pay me for the answer. You can go to Sarge. He'll do it free for you. Funny that you would mention China, too, because we have had downloads in China. New recent today. Yeah, Colombia, Canada, Canada, Canada and uh, Australia. Namibia, South Africa, and Australia, uh, Australia. 
Do folks get to write into you or call absolutely. into you? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. Make sure we're, you did that. Because. We're going to start a call-in format. Flee the Lord just, you know, this this format is really, we haven't really been led to, to do that yet, but mm-hmm. uh, we are set up for it via Skype, which is nice. We do have God Stories Radio at gmail.com if you want to send a note in, and we'll make sure Sarge or Doc gets it. Uh, we have on, our blog on uh, GodStoriesRadio.com that you can uh, make any comments, and, and we'll ask again if anybody has uh, any questions that they may have in regards to any of the sessions that they've heard. Give us any encouragement that, you know, you listened to a session and it helped you. That would help encourage us as well to just uh, push us forward. We're also on Twitter at GodStoriesRadio, Facebook, Facebook.com slash GodStoriesRadio. So there's many, many ways you can get a hold of us, the Gmail, and we'll make sure either Sarge and Doc gets the information if you have specific private questions or whatnot. We'll get you the answers, we promise. Doc, we appreciate you being here. Sarge? Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, this has been God Stories Radio, Session 13. I'm almost sad that it's over. Yeah, really, Session 13. Really. (laughs) It seems like it was just yesterday. I know it. We did one. God's just blowing it up. Yes, he is. Thank you, dude. Yes, thank you. Well, I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And God bless. God bless. God bless.